Hello, Chicago. Hello, Chicago. My name's Oscar. And I'm Edwin. And we are the Fuck Ups. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in to our podcast, Fuck Ups, man. Uh, I said that wrong already, so my bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. But once again, thank you for joining us again. We have a very special guest with us. One of my close friends, somebody I work with at Daisy Chicago. My man, Fernando, right here, yeah, bro. A really <laughs> fucking dope-ass chef, man. He's definitely been through a lot. And so, man, we're fucking excited to have you here. How are you, yeah, dude? How good, you? man. How are you guys? Oh, shit. Pretty good, we're pretty good. We're fucking we, we, we can't, we can't yeah. wait to begin this. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. Thank you a lot. I, I've been trying to get you on this. I know, man, I know. Man. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I'm a busy man. It's okay, dude. He's, he's been we telling me about you for, like, I don't know, like, the past, like, two weeks. Two, three weeks. two, three weeks or so. He was like, dude, we have this chef that, like, I want to interview. And I think you'll be really cool to, like, to, like, uh, uh, interact with him because like you know obviously i'm i'm a cook as well and you're a chef so you know uh there's definitely a lot to talk about there for sure yeah for sure man let's get it let's do it so so you know obviously we're here to interview you we're gonna get a little bit into your personal life not too much but you know if there's some things that you don't want to talk about let us know of course um but shit first of all where are you from me i am from oaxaca mexico I'm from a small town called Jalapa del Marquez, Oaxaca. Holy shit, say that one more time. So I'm from Oaxaca. Uh-huh. So Oaxaca is a city, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, a city or a state? It's a, it's a state. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I, I was seven years old when I got here, okay? So don't, don't, it's, uh, it's cool. <laughs> don't, don't do too much. But anyway, so I was born in Oaxaca, but I was predominantly raised in the small town called Jalapa del Marquez. Jalapa del Marquez. Yes. Okay. Del Marquez. Del Marquez. Okay, that's cool, man. Yeah, very small town, you know, dirt roads, very poor. I get that. Hell oh, yeah, hell yeah. My parents are from the same, this is some, some, some of the similar, you know, town, you know, there's just no roads, dirt, and burros, donkeys, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely get that, dude. Yeah, my parents are not from places like that. My dad's from Japa, Zacatecas, and my mom is from Morelia, Michoacan. They're both, they're both city-like areas. So yeah, no, they do not know what that's like. Especially my dad. My dad came here a while back. You stupid fucking slut ass bitch. Sorry guys, our cat knocked over our phone. My cat knocked over the phone. I'm about to kick her out of this room. Talking about fuck ups. Right, talking about yeah, some fuck ups. Yeah. All right, man. So um, you said you got here at seven years old. Yeah. So I actually, when I was younger, right, my mom. When I was six, my mom left one night, and I woke up at three in the morning or something like that, and I started crying. I didn't know where my mom was. You know, I basically cried myself to sleep that day. And I remember very specifically. Now, come a couple days later, or maybe a couple weeks later, I don't really remember, um, you know, I ended up finding other moms in the States. A year later, when I was seven, I got called for my aunt and uncle came to get me from Mexico so I could go to the United States, right? I got here when I was seven, you know, started in school right off the bat, you know, and just eventually just got fully Americanized. It was a crazy time. I didn't realize what it was. I just know it happened. Okay. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. Um, You crossed the border? Yeah. I crossed it at seven years old on my two feet. God damn, how was that? I don't know. I, it, I, I'm i just saying I don't know. It's because I predominantly, for me, it was just an adventure. Like, I, I'm seven years old. You know, I don't know what's going on. 
my my parents are here in the states. My aunt, I don't even know my aunt and uncle like that. I just know that I'm going somewhere with them. Like I took a bus from my hometown to the city to Oaxaca. From Oaxaca, I went to Mexico City. If I'm correct, and from Mexico City, I took a plane to the edge of the border. And from there on, a couple, the next day, right after, mm-hmm. uh, we started walking. You know. On my way, on our way to the states, state line. That's crazy. And just walked for a couple of days, walked for a couple of nights, and you know, ate tuna out of a damn can, which is disgusting. Now that's why I hate it. On bimbo bread, you know, <laughs> bimbo bread. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then like, you know, at night it was cold. You know, you hear rattlesnakes all over. People went to go take a piss and shit in the middle. You didn't even know what was going on. You're just in the middle of the desert, you know, trying to get somewhere. You know, there's choppers going here and there, checking on people that try to cross the border. It was it was crazy, but I didn't know any better, so I can't really like. I didn't know the danger of what I was in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because you were just such a small child. You were still innocent, uh-huh. and you saw the world as an innocent world at yeah. the time. So you I, really I, didn't I, know. I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. I totally get it. And then you know, like when I speak to other um uh, other adults who actually cross and like have somewhat of a sense of what's going on they tell their story completely different saying that you know we lost people on our way you know there's been countless nights where we actually had a fucking us men huddle up and hug each other just to stay warm even though even though it was really uncomfortable for us but we needed to survive you know and then we had to leave people there or if not fucking um patrol officers will come and they'll fucking slice our fucking uh bottles of water our fucking Dude, gallons and shit that bog is holy shit that's the thing too like i later on uh, you know as i grew up i didn't realize like i said the danger like i could have been sold to sex sex child trafficking you that's know? right you could have i could have been raped i could have been fucking killed I could have been done so much shit, but I didn't know. You could have been a Mexican, a little seven-year-old yeah, Mexican, Mexican kid, took it to a sweatshop in, like, Korea or, or some, some shit. shit. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, somewhere. Anything, basically. I, I didn't know any better, you know? But luckily for me, I was very lucky that I, we never actually got caught. That's awesome. So, yes. I was... So, at some point, I do have to be grateful, but I didn't know any better. You know, I'm fucking going across the states, going to see my parents, whatever. I'm fucking seven. Who cares? You know? I don't care. I'm just going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Nah, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I mean, like, shit. I mean, you were just so young. All right. So after really after that entire experience, you landed um, here in, in this city, in this sanctuary city of Chicago. Oh, yeah. And um, where, where here in the city did you go to high school? I went to Covent Park High School. KP. Right KP. there on Lightwood and Costner. Word. Okay. Oh, okay. Hermosa. And... What was your experience like there? It was uh, it was all right. Like I, like I was a very reserved kid. Like I didn't leave the house. I didn't even fucking. I wasn't even allowed to go to the corner because my parents, typical Mexican parents, you know, <laughs> like yeah. you can't go out there, you know, and get shot and killed and watch the fucking news. They don't know any better themselves because they're in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. That's right. They're not in their hometown of where they came from. Yeah. That's right. So until. I got to high school, you know, and joined sports. That's when I actually kind of bloomed a little bit. Okay. Like, that's when I actually started, like, t- 
talking to people, you know, became a little popular here and there because I played sports. That's right. But it yeah. was a, at some point it was a really good time. I was just a very still a very reserved kid. I just didn't really talk to anybody. I was quiet. Um, you know, it was, it was, I was like the smart, weird kid. Let's just leave it like that. Smart, weird kid. I love that. <laughs> That's cool. So when you got here, did you know any English? No. Hell no. No? No. Not a fucking lick of language, bro. <laughs> I, uh, the first day of school, I cried. Really? Yes. The first fucking day of American school, I cried. Why? Because I said, uh, this thing is broken, but in my language, it says tachingado. Oh, yeah. Right? And the teacher didn't know that I didn't know that it meant a bad word. And I didn't fucking know it was a bad word here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. I'm scared from fucking Mexico, bro. Leave yeah. me the fuck alone. Hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. Everything, everything that they do over there, yeah. it's just like totally normal. And I got yeah. in trouble. And I remember standing by lunch. We went to lunch and I was just crying in the corner for like 45 minutes. Damn. Oh, wow. Because they told you that. Because I got in trouble. I didn't know any fucking better, bro. That's crazy. Did any of the other kids make fun of you for that? No, they just looked at me like, is he okay? Oh, oh word. Okay. Oh, I'm so bad for you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they felt bad for me, but I didn't know any better until my mom later that day. I think she came over and was like, yeah, this doesn't mean like. Yeah, it's broken. Like, yeah. but it means like, yeah, it's not like, you know, it's fucked. It's fucked. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's fucked. Yeah, yeah, dude. I just didn't know. That's, That's crazy. For, for, for all our audiences, that are kind of curious and wondering what chingado means. That's basically an expression that us Mexicans use to refer as something is fucked. So when we say something is that chingado, that means that something is fucked. It no longer is in use. So just fuck off. All right. So you said that you started to get a little bit more freedom. You started to make more friends stuff when you got into sports. What kind of sports did you get into in high school? So, I didn't start fully doing sports. I got into wrestling and football when I was a sophomore. Okay. And eventually ended up doing track. So, until then, like, I started meeting friends. You know, I started kind of, like, coming out of my shelf. I went into football, and I was just, like, this soft kid. You know, just, like, nice kid, you know. And <laughs> and then got my ass kicked a couple of times, all the time, actually. Damn, for what? Football. In the sport? Oh, okay. Not physically fighting. Okay, that's good. I uh, I obviously got tackled all the time. I got put on my ass all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just eventually, dude, it just like, I started meeting people. I started knowing friends. You know, and it started working out. Yeah. You know, I started lifting weights. I was fucking, I was fucking like 17 benching 300 pounds. Wow. And, Damn, what the Fuck. And that, and that was just, cause I was a heavy kid, you know, I was a heavyweight wrestler. I was a center and a defensive tackle for football. I was the captain of the football team my senior year too. Uh, it just like, it just, I don't know, I started knowing people. And then once you start knowing people, you start knowing other people. Yeah. You know, I mean, but I was still very reserved because people knew who I was. I didn't know who the fuck they were. Okay. So you started to like network basically. Exactly. So how how is that like to like network with all these different people, even though you were still kind of like in your shell a little bit uh-huh. and you were still getting used to the um, being comfortable around all these people? Mm-hmm. Like how, how what was that like for you? Was it like strange or you? Were all- no, it was it was pretty fine. Like I have friends that I talked to, but there was people that came up to me like, "Hey, you're that guy, you know, that plays on football team." And I'm just like, "Yeah, like who who are you?" Oh, I you see. Know? Like, I didn't know. Like I. I didn't have a fucking girlfriend until after high school. Yeah. Word. Type word. shit. Because obviously, because I was just allowed to go from from home to school, from school to the sport, 
from sport home and that's it. Word. Nothing else, nothing less, no parties, no bullshit, no nothing. Just so you were a good boy then. I was, yeah. I was a fucking guy that was kept in his house. Okay, I like that. Though. Just, yeah. I mean, just Typical like me, Mexican dude. shit. Yeah, just like me. But then again, I had my rebellious side, dude. And there'd be times where I just didn't listen to my mom. I'd be like, "Hey, mom, I want to go out here." But no, you can't go. I'm like, "Why not?" Because I said so. You know, it's just like, and I totally get that. Yeah. I was rebellious as fuck. I dropped out of high school at 15 years old. I was a sophomore. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. All I knew is, all I knew is that my dad had filed for bankruptcy and he went into debt and I couldn't just sit around and do nothing. I had to like, right. I had to help the guy, you know? And right. like, cause if it's either like I help him and we thrive together or I don't help him and he possibly loses the apartment that we're living in and he has no food to put on the table and you have to go into a shelter exactly. and then live off the government. Exactly. And we all know that you don't want to go there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, I, hey, man, props to you for doing that for your dad. You definitely looked out for him, dude. Yeah, you know, you know I love that, my pops. That's so. that's good, man. You know, that that's really good. And your pops, will, I'm pretty sure he appreciates that, man. You know, dude. <laughs> Shout out to your pops, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. But <laughs> after high school, I'm assuming you went to college. Yes. Okay. So what did you do in college? What did I do in college? Oh, my God. Uh... Basically, I just went to college out of high school. So, coming out of high school, right? Out of high school, I was coming out, like, fucking Victorian, number one in my class, all this fucking bullshit that they feed you in high school, yep. thinking, like, hey, you're going to be fucking great, you're going to be this guy, um, you know? But in reality, it's a bunch of nonsense. So, once I got to college, I ended up realizing, I ended up realizing that College wasn't really what it was. That's right. Like, I got there. And this is in Michigan. This is in the middle of fucking nowhere. So, this is Central Michigan University. Central Michigan University. Okay. In Mount Pleasant. And this is in the middle of nowhere. This is where fucking snows like 12 inches every fucking winter. Love Uh, it. I love it. (laughs) You know, and it was weird because I didn't know anybody. I didn't know people. I This is the first time being out of state. That's right. From me going, being inside a house all mm-hmm. the time and all mm-hmm. the, everywhere to just being out of state surrounded by a bunch of strangers. That's right. And that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how I felt when I came out here to Chicago from New York. I ain't know anybody. I ain't know shit. It I was, didn't know. I didn't know. It was I, very uncomfortable. Dude, it was very fucking uncomfortable. I bet. I, I didn't feel like I belong in college. Also, at the time, my parents were going to a breakup. Oh man, that did not help at no. all. And there was no fucking help whatsoever from my parents. I so I graduated in June 2013. All right, maybe by July, the end of July, if I'm correct, they separate. You know, Word. and then I went to school, and they were still going at each other's heads because parents that break up go at each other's heads so just like crazy. So I had no help from nobody. There was no financial stability for me. And then being somewhere that's not Chicago and being from a fucking place where I'm just from from home to school, school to sports, sports to school, it didn't help. I had no fucking social, uh, how would I say this? No social learning or not even how to socialize with people. It was fucking rough. No social life whatsoever. And to me, I was like, you know what? People fucking told me like, oh, you need to go to school for this. You need to go to school for that. And it was just a bunch of fucking bullshit that they fed you and it didn't work out. And yeah. I ended up hating it. And just, like, kind of was there just to experience the shit. Yeah. And then once I decided to be done with it, I dropped out and just called it a day. Okay, so after college, 
And you could, after you called it a day, what was the plan and what did you do? The plan? Oh my god, I didn't have a fucking plan. I was like, <laughs> I was like eight, barely 18. I, uh, I got home, you know, back to Chicago. I lived with my mom for like a little bit. I, I, you know, I was looking for jobs. You know, I worked at a restaurant previous to going to school. I was a buster at a restaurant, you know, just barely knowing what the fuck a restaurant industry was. Once I got back from school, I lived on my mom's couch for a little bit. And then started looking for jobs. I, yeah. you know, just like most Chicago cooks or people that work in the restaurant industry, they go into Craigslist. So I found a job on Craigslist. That's, oh, that's, that's the, always why I go look for my job. Yeah. So I, uh, I ended up, you know, emailing them, you know, and then I got a stash for a food running precision. Yeah. And then it just, you know, started from there. Working as a stash. I'm sorry, not, not working as a stash. Working as a food runner at this restaurant. Okay, for the people who don't know what a stash is, would you mind explaining what that is? A stash is you're, tr- you're, you're trying out. Yeah, it's like an audition, It's right? an audition to yeah. get a fucking job at a restaurant. People that never stash and expect to get paid for their stash are fucking awful. Yeah, absolutely. They fucking suck, all right? You're not going to get fucking paid for your tryout because, one, you're trying to fuck out if you like it or not and if you suck at your job. Call the next student. A simple. It's it's as simple as that. If you go to a restaurant, you get a stash. You go to try out. You're not gonna get paid. That's All right. right? Yeah. Don't expect to get paid. That's just yeah, how it absolutely. is. Absolutely. Expect to work like six, maybe seven hours of not getting paid, and hopefully getting that job. Hopefully getting the fucking job. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many stages I've done in this city and have worked for free, and everybody was just like, "No, we're like, we're not gonna hire you." And I'm just like. Alright, that's cool. On to the next stage. Yeah, and, and I've seen people stage the whole week and I get a fucking job. Yeah, I definitely have been through that and it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. I had, even me as a personal chef, like, even being a chef at a restaurant, I had people that come in. As soon as I walk, they walk in the door, I send them home. Why? Because I can tell from your fucking personal... The way you fucking look, you suck at your job. Yeah. Sorry to tell you this. It's, it's all about... It's not even like that. It's... it's uh. I read it through like body language. Yeah, body language, like especially the way your appearance too. Like, you can look like as bummy as you look, but once you get into a, like a chef coat or your apron, and you pull out, you roll out your fucking bag and shit mm-hmm. like that. You're fucking. You know who who who's who. Yeah. And plus, once you start working with them, you start prepping them, and if they suck, you just send them home. They they're not gonna be worth your time. They're yeah. Gonna- like for me, if, when I stage at a place. It's like, all right, if they give me a project, I have to get that project done as fast as possible, move on to the next project. Get that done as fast as possible, move on to the next project. If they're like, hey, if, if somebody's like, hey, get, you can get off that station and learn something on this station, that tells me that I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. And I just continue that on until until they tell me at the end of the night, like, hey, we're going to pull you, blah, mm-hmm. blah, we really like you, would you like the job? Yeah, exactly. But if you suck... They're just going to tell you right away, please go home. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Absolutely. All right. So. Okay, cool. So, um, after working in the restaurant for, for a little bit, what made you, what made you, um, pursue your career as a chef? I, I needed a fucking job. <laughs> yes. I, I literally just needed a job. Yep. Literally just needed a job to go work and make money and help my mom pay rent. Nice. Okay. And also get my own shit because I hated living with my mom. At some point, I started getting rebellious where I was like, man, you can't fucking tell me what to do no more. Like, That's I'm right. 18. Yeah. I'm working. I'm going to go do my own shit yeah. and just work. That's right. And whatever fucking happens, happens. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm tired of you. Well, 
And I actually said that too. I was like, I'm tired of you. I'm fucking done. I'm gonna go work. And I'm gonna go on my own spot. And I'm leave me the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. What? So you didn't really do that whole like. Oh, I'm gonna go live with like roommates from like house to house and shit. You were like, no, I just need my own spot. And, and like, that's I it. did live with a roommate though. I lived with, with, and it was my best friend, uh, one of my best friends from high school because I wrestled and played football with him as well. Okay, nice. So, and then it was him, and it was just fine because we were sharing rooms. I was working as a food runner. I was, you know, and I started cooking, and it, it was fine because I was just happy to be out of my mom's house. Yeah. Yeah, like like we all are. <laughs> Except I had I had no interest in being a fucking chef. I had yeah. no interest in any of this. I didn't want to be any of this. Like even though as a kid, I told myself I want to be a chef. Yeah. You know, but but I forgot about that. You know, I forgot. Yeah. And then I don't know where I fucking end up being in the restaurant industry. Okay, so that dream kind of faded off a little bit, but once you found you eventually found your way back into the kitchen, and you were like, wait. I wanted to be a chef when I was a kid. Like this is, I guess I'll, I guess I'll pursue this. <laughs> I guess I'll pursue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see. I see it. Okay. So, so now that you are a chef, can you tell us what the difference is um, between being a line cook and being uh, an actual chef? Responsibilities. Responsibilities. That's right. I love that answer. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. It's a uh, it's a huge difference from being the line cook and the actual chef. A line cook has to take care of their prep and their station labels yada 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 all this fucking bullshit and cook right yeah mm-hmm. a chef you are fucking liable for every single person in that fucking room absolutely you are extremely liable for the food itself you're liable for everything literally every, every single literally. detail in that kitchen you're liable for you're liable for the plates you're liable for the silverware you're liable for the glasses mm-hmm. you're liable for ingredients you're liable for ordering shit That's why right. is your food cost not at 27.8% Fernando at the end of the fucking month what the fuck are you doing wrong why are you over ordering shit did you check your cooler did you fucking clean this did you fucking do your prep did you check these guys prep that's right right. you have to set an example for everybody else the example in that kitchen yeah and when you're a line cook who gives a fuck yeah it's like who gives a fuck it's like at the end of this I'm gonna go get fucking drunk with my boys anyways so like and then tomorrow I'm gonna start all over again I'm gonna end up doing a fucking line with my boys and go drink some beers. Yeah, and that's pretty it. much. Yeah, um, I just got done doing my prep. I'm setting up for the cooking tonight. Yep. I'm cooking whatever the fucking chef tells me. I'm cleaning and then I'm going home. Yeah. Yep. What's the chef doing? Oh no, the chef's staying till an hour later, making sure you've cleaned up your shit, making sure they got orders in for tomorrow, making sure you know who the fuck's coming in tomorrow, making sure people are working their stations tomorrow. And obviously, we're thinking about tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Yeah. It's a fucking, it's a huge gap between being a line cook and a responsible chef. Absolutely, absolutely. Everything falls on the chef. If anything fucks, it, it falls on you. Oh yeah, it, it, it fucks. If you're, if you, if you somebody fucked up a dish, why the fuck did they fuck up a dish? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You, you, you do. There's, I've seen that shit happen so many times, especially where I work, dude. It's just like it's tremendously stressful for a chef, and I've seen that so many times. I've seen it with Ted, especially, dude, and with Ed. I've seen it with Ed multiple times, dude. and I'm not gonna lie. A couple of those times, yeah, that was me, and I feel bad for it because I was young and fucking dumb, and I didn't understand it. I wasn't like fully indulged in my career. To understand what Ed was going through That's at the right. time, and like right. now, now I'm 21 years old. I'm not 18 anymore, and I fucking like I, I play that shit back in my head, and I was like, and I, I, if I would ever see Ed, 
I would want to say I'm sorry for, for, <laughs> for being a uh, fucking asshole. Yeah, for being a fucking dickhead to Ed and and not like paying attention and not listening to him and doing my fucking job like I should have been doing. Like, dude, do you remember that one time? I think where we asked him, "Hey, have you smoked weed when you were young?" Yeah, dude. He, he, he said, "Yeah." yeah like, he used everybody's to party. Young. Yeah, he said he used to party and then because he, he went to college, so I think he uh, he did all his partying in college, right. and then now he's like he. He has this career as a CDC um, or, or, or chef, and you know he kind of cleaned up his act, which is yeah. great and oh, is yeah. awesome. Also, he he has he has a daughter too. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. You have to clean up your shit. Yeah, definitely. You have absolutely. to clean up your shit. You have to fucking understand the level of responsibility that's on your head. Yeah, because if you don't. It's, your life's gonna be fucking miserable. Your life's already miserable to an extent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Being a fuck up. Funny, right? <laughs> that is and funny. Then, I love that. <laughs> being a fuck up and then being just like then going into that and and you have to clean up your act because if you don't yeah. clean up your act, your life's gonna suck even more. And I think that's just like something. Every, I, I mean, I guess I speak for all men, you know, that I think it's just something that we all go through with because like at one point in your life, you're just like, okay, I had all this fun. I know what I'm going to get into. Okay, what's the point of life now? Now, what do I do? And then you kind of like slowly start going into your life little by little. Fucking scary as shit though. Cause you don't know. Tell me about it, you don't know what the fuck you're gonna get into. You're already dealing with people who are so much older, who have so much experience, and then when they tell you, dude, you're gonna get crushed, cause this is gonna this and and, and, and you're just like. Bro, I'm just like what, 18, 19, 20, going into my fucking adulthood. I get that, but honestly, at 18 or 19, for me, it was all about listening to the older people. Yeah, it was. It was all about that. It was like taking you know taking advice from all those people. The funny thing is with me that I was like 20, 21 already at chef position, telling older people what to do. Really, and, and that's different though. That that's, that is that's that's the crazy part because. People didn't like it. People didn't like a person telling them what to do when they have eight years of experience, which in the, and this is what I, oh my God, how do I say this? If you're in a restaurant and kitchen, in the kitchen, right? It doesn't matter whether you have 10, 15 years of experience and there guys, here comes a guy that has two years of experience, right? If he knows his shit better than you do, mm-hmm. you're just gonna fucking listen to him. Yeah, it's, you, it's it not, doesn't matter. It's not about how long you've been cooking. It's what you've done with that time and how much knowledge you've gained yeah. in that time. And it's the fucking skills, bro. Yeah, it in is. The, in the restaurant industry, if you fucking suck, you suck. Yeah. I'm sorry. People suck. People suck at their jobs. You fucking suck at it. For a minute, for a minute, I, I was like, you, I, I thought you were really going to say, at this time, if you suck, you fucking suck dick. Think about it, bro. Like, you know how many people I've ran across that have been working in this industry for, for 10, 15 years, and they still fucking suck? Right? No, I, I've ran so many people like right? that. If like, you fucking fuck. suck, you suck. Yeah. All right? I'm sorry. You suck at your job. Get over it. All right. The younger guy is better than you, dude. That's that, dude. That that happens a lot, dude. A lot. That when somebody, for let's say, example for us, let's say we're in a fucking profession, you know, in a career, and we're doing really good, you know, we're fucking acing everything, and we're landing all these jobs and all these titles, but then there comes one point in your life 
where the newbies and the rookies and you know all they're these youngsters, beast, bro. They're they beast. are the beasts. They're fucking fuck. beasts. Bro. I agree Dude. with him. Yeah, they're beasts. I was fuck. a fucking young buck coming in and telling all the people what the fuck to do. Oh, yeah, it happens, to it, and that's just life. You know what? Life just continues. It just what? goes on to the new. I'll tell you what though, running circles around a thirty-five-year-old man feels fucking weird. <laughs> At the I, to me personally, it feels fucking weird because you're just like I shouldn't be running circles around you. No, I, I, I fucking, I don't care, bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm going fucking 200 miles an hour. Facts. I'm running, bro. Catch up, old man. <laughs> word, word. All right. That's crazy because at one point, that's going to be you too. Yeah. Nah, that's... fam. Nah, I, I'm not going, bro. I'm oh, not you falling. Did, you, you did say you were not going to um fucking continue in cooking. Nah, I'm not falling, bro. I don't give a fuck. This is why, this is interesting too. And this comes from muscle memory, bro. Muscle memory is very important in cooking. Love you cannot lo- you cannot lose your muscle memory. If you lose your muscle memory, you're fucked. Because, mm-hmm. and this is what happens to a lot of chefs that go from being a a, sh- a cooking chef, like a chef involved in their kitchen, to an actual like celebrity chef that goes out and shows his face. Oh, like a restaurant tour. Like a restaurant tour. Yeah, you lose that skill set. Once you go, for example, if you take a, a, a restaurateur that hasn't been on the cooking line for like say five years, you put him in there, he's gonna fucking burn. Unless he like has kept up with his skills and and his body, bro. People that work in that restaurant industry, their body disintegrates very fast. It does, people don't yeah. realize that shit. If I if you're twenty, you feel like you're fucking dirty. That's right. I think for a restaurateur to keep up with their skill set is cook as much as fucking possible at home. But you can't. You can't. No, you can't. You can't because you, can't. you have to have this social media personality and this the celebrity personality that you just can't fucking keep up with everything at once. No, no. You fucking have to go talk to the fucking news. Yeah, you have to do your schedules. You have to answer emails. You assistance. Have to, and assistance. Shit. You have to make menus. You have to fucking... The only time you get to cook is when you make new items and that's it. And you never get to touch them again. Yeah. That's it. You just fucking tell people what to do and you just, and you just fucking lose it. Yeah. It just and but that is a very important skill to have as a chef though. It's not being able to touch a dish and still be perfect. Okay. That's where fucking real chefs come in. If you're able to create a dish and you're able to teach it somebody and not ever touch it again and just use your words, you're a fucking dog. You're a fucking god. And that's where like the whole expo things comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like when a chef can be able to uh, run this station, that station, this station, yeah. and that station at Which the same works. time. Yeah. Exactly, bro. And giving out these orders and what's coming on, what's fire, what's next. It's not only that. It's also when being needed, having to jump off Expo, go jump on a fucking station, bang it out. <laughs> that was for, the fucking worst, bro. Bang it out for whatever person you need to bang it out for and then come back to Expo. Oh, like, man. dude. That was the worst. You know how many times I had to say line cooks? Oh, and man. I, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm just saying they got really busy that you have to go in and save somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just have to do it. Because you don't want to be that chef that watches a line cook drown. You have become a fucking asshole mm-hmm. in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. It's not. You can be as much of an asshole as you want, but if you let them drown, you just became the biggest fucking dick in their life. I dude, do. I've seen that so much with Joe, too, bro. Dude. I've seen that just so... Dude, remember? What's his name? Blaine? Oh, Blaine was such a this? shitty fucking dude, dude, bro. Tell him about it. He oh was my a dick. He was a dick. He <laughs> okay. was a dick. So, this was at Daisy's Chicago. 
at the time that I was working there, what 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 was it like? 2017, 18? 18. 18. And um, uh, a server had transitioned from being a server to a line cook. Oh, that's not good. That is not a good transition. That is not a good transition. Four-year-old Mizonos can cut better than a lot of these knives out here, bro. For real, bro. Like, <laughs> your pretty knife bag doesn't mean you're a good cook. I have uh, a Mastermeister's bag that I've had for I don't know how many years now. It's a piece of shit. I fucking hate it, but... It does the job. It does the job, man. <laughs> but, but back to this whole Blaine thing is that, like... He jumped on the line, and at that time, I had barely started working there, and I was the gomo. And you know, when you first start a restaurant, they start you off with gomo for like a little bit until you want to move up, or until they decide that you're good enough to move up. Blaine had automatically went to a position that was higher than mine, and I was like, they fucked up. They automatically fucked up. They should have put me there and Blaine in my position. Yeah, it, it, it happens all the time. People believe they could cook. Yeah, sure. they I'm really not, do. I'm sorry to tell you this. You cannot fucking cook. And then long story short, he's like seven uh, mushroom uh, tempura dishes or whatever the fuck it was. He's like seven dishes behind uh, on on one on one dish plus like three dishes behind on this other dish. And I'm just like, dude. You know what's crazy about that mushroom dish? What? They have to drop one by one. one I by know. One. I hate that. You have that. to fucking get your tweezers and drop... Each mushroom and that's a poor batter and right into the fucking I fry. hated it. And if you left it in for just a little bit too long, the, the curds <gasps> would disintegrate Explode. inside. Explode. Yeah, bro. I hated it so much. Holy fuck. And then, fucking chef, do it again. Yeah, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> and then, and the next thing you know, you're like five behind. And, and then you're, you're like, like, oh yeah, fire. And, um, and, and this is on, so I was on pasta at the time, right? Word. So, we're cooking the French top. French is fucking hot. It's at uh, 400 degrees. And we have the steel pots. And, bro, I was swole as hell working that fucking flat top. With pots. I was swole as fuck. That pot's at least three pounds each. Yeah. So, I'll tell you, right? My wrist was swole as hell. And the first time I did it, I fucking crushed it, right? This Rude. man, bro, I used to toss... I used to have two pans in each hand and just toss them at the same time. Facts, yeah. That's how you gotta do it. <laughs> right? Finish. Da, 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 plate. Boom, right in the window. And it's fucking nuts, bro. And people don't understand how physically, like, demanding that shit is. Yeah. You're sweating all the fucking time. You're sweating buckets. buckets. You'll constantly have to move back and forth, moving pots here, doing this there, dropping pasta here, making oh, sure yeah. water's at temperature. Way, oh, yeah. By the way, watch out for the hot-ass pasta water on your hand. Fuck yeah. <laughs> bro, you know how many times I burn my hand with that pasta water? And I don't mean, like, sprinkle. I'm talking about... Fucking grabbing the pot and the fucking hand just like wa- boiling water on my shit, but you don't feel it after a while. Honestly, that shit becomes like, eh. yeah. Honestly, working a station like that, you just expect your hands to be covered in pasta water at by the end of the shift. The or sauce, mid-shift. the fucking sauce was the worst. When fucking sauce got on you because it was butter and just fat that emulsified, it got stuck to you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got a sugar. I got a real good question. How much do you hate? Making butter butter noodles on the fly for kids at a restaurant. <sighs> I shouldn't say this, but you know what? 
I, I typically don't like cooking for kids, but I like cooking for kids. Do you really? Yes. Wow. And, okay. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Butter noodles are easy to make. Butter noodles, I make a fire-ass butter noodle, by the way. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> Flame, dog. Word. It's just butter. And you want to make some right now? No. Hell <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no noodles, man. No, but anyway, so, so here's the thing. If you're able to cook for a kid at a restaurant, uh-huh. at a high-level restaurant, right? If you're able to please that fucking kid, you're a fucking shit. Yeah. You're the shit, bro. Absolutely. You're the fucking golden turd. Because, because here's the thing. Because the kid will never lie to you. It will tell you whether it fucking sucks or not. And they yeah. don't care. They will tell their mom next to them, like, this shit, I don't want to eat this. Yeah. But if you give them a fire ass butter noodle, bro, nasty. You're nasty, bro. Big yeah. chilling, bro. They don't care. They love you. They see, they see you, uh, around. I used to work at this restaurant where I used to, I met this family, right? It was the mom, dad, and two kids. Kids love me. They knew who the fuck I was by the, by the first name. That's awesome. Fernando, how are you? Hi, are you going to cook for us today? <laughs> I, I fucking love that shit, bro. Because even when I came... So I walked into the restaurant on the front door like a fucking G all the time when I used to come in. They used to park outside, you know, because they lived in the neighborhood. And even they saw the car, like, hey, Fernando, how are you? I love that. You used to get out the car and come hug me. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yo, that's how that's how fucking like it was. That's like, fucking love. It was love, bro. And if you could do that, you're a fucking you're a fucking beast. You're the shit. Right, right. All right. So obviously, in this industry, there is a lot of fucking stress. You know, <laughs> behind closed doors, behind in everybody's brain, everybody's stressed out. For the people so, who don't work in the industry. Yeah. So what? Is it like dealing with the mental stress and toxic kitchen environment? It makes you want to fucking kill yourself. Fuck yes, it does. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you this right now. At some point, I thought about killing myself, and I don't mean it in a plain way. I actually thought about, like, nigga, I don't want to fucking live no more. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to a point where I was working 70 to 80 hours a week from 12 to 12 or from 10 a.m. to 12, 9 a.m. to 12, 14, 17 hours a day, whatever it took. And they got to the extent where you question your fucking life. You question everything that you do. You question it like, why the fuck am I alive for? Why am I have, why am I working so hard to achieve so little? And I mean it monetarily. Most chefs don't make shit. The salary cap for a chef, a sous chef is between 35,000 to 50,000 a year. A CDC is between 50 to 60. What's a CDC? Chef de cuisine. Yeah. Chef what? Chef de cuisine. It's, so it's executive chef, CDC, and sous chef, and then line cook, or unless you're at a restaurant, you're like line cook, sous chef, executive sous chef, CDC, executive chef. Yep. It's just ranking. It's just different managers of the job. It's like ranking in a military. Exactly. But if you get to a certain point in your life, in your career, where you just do it, and you hate it, you hate it with a fucking passion, bro, it makes you want to fucking kill yourself. I was like, man, I don't want to fucking live no more. I want to take my fucking Beamer and crash into a barn. Hopefully, I got. Oh, you drive a Beamer? Yeah, dog. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Drum and engineering. Fuck yes. No, but like, it, it, it just, it's also very toxic. Yeah, it's it is. It's very fucking toxic. Girl, as a starting chef, as like, not even a chef, as a line cook, I got shit talked so much. I was fucking worthless. I was fucking throwing shit at. People used to get mad at me for doing shit. 
Fucking saute pants flying. Dude, yes. I had, flying. I had my CDC throw eggs at me, bro. She yep. threw eggs at me or like yep. I had this other line cook always ask me. He's like, are you sure you want to be a cook? Like, I think you should be in another industry. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Know, like, people, I want to do people, this. People fucking suck, bro. People are toxic as fuck. You think a toxic relationship is bad? This is how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a fact. If you think a toxic relationship is bad, this is way this is fucking really worse. fucking bad. Yeah. Like, people don't realize that shit. Like, you go into a restaurant, stress the fuck out. People are up your ass. Yeah. They're up your ass telling you why the fuck you did shit wrong. Why are you worthless? Mm-hmm. Why are you wasting your time doing this? Do you not want to do this? Do you not want to be here? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Do fucking better. Get your shit together. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. What is wrong with you? The time. That's like the number one question. What What is is wrong wrong with with you? you? I hated it. And then, and they look at you, and and chefs, especially dick chefs, asshole chefs, they look into your fucking soul and tear it apart. They do. With their fucking eyes. They will go into your personal life and tear that shit apart on the fucking line. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, I don't give a fuck what you're going through outside of here. When you're here, you fucking deal with this shit right now. I don't give a fuck who you're breaking up. I don't give a fuck about your mom, your dad, your daughter. You deal with this shit right here. And it's toxic, bro. People get hurt. Yeah. yeah, people get fucking hurt. Tough. People have mental fucking breakdowns. I have yeah. people cried. I Hell yeah, I cried. I've Hell cried yeah. many times. I cried many times going home, thinking about how the fuck I just went through service and how did it go. Yo, yep. that's exactly. a good question though. Is, yeah. Have you cried on the line? How I cried on the line? No, I ain't no bitch. Yeah, I don't like crying on the line. Like honestly, like I, I, I'll like if you cry outside the line, whatever. I cried. That's fine. I cried myself to sleep after service. Facts, facts. That's Thinking, how you do it. You gotta cry after service. I cried because I fucked up and I couldn't do better. Yeah. Not n- not even because I couldn't do it. It's because I didn't try my best. That's exactly the I reason why I cried. Up, I fucked up and I didn't do shit about it and then I let it get to me and it fucked up my service. Yep. That's it. Yep. And it's not even about whether you're a terrible cook. It's just the fact that you fucked up. And you didn't do shit about it. You yeah. couldn't fix it. It's just like a process of accepting it and trying to do it's, better the next it's day. It's terrible. The acceptance is terrible. It, it makes is. you fucking cry. It also makes you cry when you're just like in the deep shit and you don't know how to get it. You start to panic. Yeah. You start losing your Hell shit. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, and then at one point, you're just like, okay, I can't. I, I have to I have to get my shit back together and fucking focus and just bang everything out. And then towards the end of service, you're just like, all right, cool. Like I made it. But you didn't make it at the same time because then that's when you're prepared to get the shit from your chef, your CDC, the other line cooks, and etc. etc. It sucks, man. It's it's very fucking toxic. It absolutely is. People get heartbroken. Yeah. yeah, People quit. People that go to culinary school think it's fucking nice, all fucking daisies, and they actually go to a fucking restaurant, and they don't want to do it no more. Oh, yeah. 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 They studied for so long. Four, and they, four years. Dude, four years culinary students come to restaurants. And then they come here, and they're just like, what crushes the fuck your did fucking, I do? It yeah. crushes your dreams, bro. It does. It oh, crushes And then you've wasted this money, this time, this education to come into this industry and get the fucking and, and get shit talked out of you. Fisted. Yep. You get fisted. 
No lube. You get no fucking And then if you can't take it, oh yeah, bye. It's just gonna fuck you raw. Bye, Felicia. Because you're very fucking replaceable. Yeah. yeah There's absolutely. another line cook behind you thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna get this job. Yep. Absolutely. You didn't wear right. shit. Like I worked a stage with um, it was me versus another uh versus another person, and that person was a culinary student. And I didn't know they were coming during that time. I was just like, I'm just here for stuff. They're the only fucking kids I crushed in my lifetime. Ah, I bet so many. Crushed so many. I bet so many, man. <laughs> but yeah, like, I was just there and I was just like, and I, I you know, nobody had told me this person was coming. I thought they had work there. Mm-hmm. And I just seen how they were just so unmotivated, unskilled, inexperienced, and just there. Because they thought the lifestyle of a, being a cook chef or being a chef easy. was fucking easy. And I'm just like, no, this shit's fucking hard. I've been doing this shit for two years already. It's fucking difficult. Oh, no, it's fucking, it's draining, bro. It yeah. Will, it will fucking soak up your life. It absolutely will. <laughs> right now, looking at your phone, Oscar, it looks like we're at 44 minutes. We are at 44 minutes. Do you, do, do you, do you think we should do the, the last segment? Go ahead, bro. All right, so... Chef Fernando. What's up? In what way, shape, or form are you a fuck-up? And fuck-up? Oh, man, I fucking dropped out of school, homie. <laughs> Same. At 15. I fucking dropped out of college, bro. I It wasn't for me. Uh, I just fucked up. Okay. I fucked up. And then started cooking and fucked up even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck it up every day on the line. <laughs> Pretty much for a long time. I fucking felt that with the passion. Um, all right, cool. I like that answer, to be honest with you. That's great. All right. So thank you for listening to our fuck up. Once again, um, you can follow me at Goni Hernandez on Instagram. You can follow Edwin at E underscore M-E-L-E 98 on Instagram. You can follow Fernando at Chefy Ferns. Chefy Ferns on Instagram. Chefy Ferns also has a competition going on right now. You can go vote for him at Favorite Chef Competition. Right now, he's number six um, for this category right now. It ends at 2.25 at 6 o'clock. Please so, vote every day. Please vote. Every single day. Share with yeah. your friends. Yes. Go to FavoriteChef.com. Yes. And both for me. Yes. I'm trying to, you know, win this, open my own spot. And obviously, man, I want to get featured on Bon Appetit, son. Bon Appetit. All right, cool. We got to support each other, man. You yeah. know, that's all we got. Yep. You got, you got a gift to get. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Thank you, everybody. Till the next time. Bye.